0: An Elden Ring Story, read by Saruman the White, first of the Astari and head of the White Council. Venturing west, the travellers came across a hidden village beneath the mountains, home to the Albinorics, created beings who were treated as servants and slaves. As they approached, they witnessed the attack of Gideon's forces upon the village, leaving but a few survivors. With quick thinking, the travellers were able to save one such survivor, Albus, by hiding a piece of a mysterious medallion from Gideon's minions. Albus, grateful for their aid, entrusted the piece of the medallion to the travellers, begging them to deliver it to Latena, a woman of the Albinoric people. The medallion, it was said, would lead the way to the Helig tree, a place located in the farthest reaches of the north, beyond the lands between. Gideon, it seemed, was determined to reach this location, and the travellers could only wonder what lay in store for them. Returning to the round table hold, they found it abandoned, and soon found themselves under attack by the cunning Ensha, who sought the medallion piece for herself. In the heat of battle the travellers emerged victorious, but with more questions than answers. Who were the albinorics, and what was the significance of the medallion they held? What was the halig tree, and why was Gideon so determined to reach it? with their journey in the lands between far from over, the travellers pressed on, seeking answers to the mysteries that surrounded Liurnia and the Albinoric people. The Tarnished's goal was to enter the academy and prepare themselves to face Renella, the legendary sorceress who is said to hold the power of the great rune of the full moon. This powerful being, though not a deity, was once a shard-bearer and a resident of the renowned academy residing within the halls of its grand library. The gate of the academy was sealed shut by powerful magic, but a crude map, detailing the location of the glintstone key, lay on a corpse near the gate. Upon travelling to the location marked on the map, the Tarnished saw a dragon slept there. Guarding the key, the Tarnished, with great caution and stealth, ventured forth. With the key in hand, the Tarnished returned to the southern gate, passing through the magical barrier with a sense of trepidation. The halls of the academy were guarded by the fierce soldiers of Raya Lucaria, who would stop at nothing to protect their precious institution. Yet the tarnished, with courage and determination, faced the trials and battles, and eventually reached the inner sanctum of the academy, where they stood face to face with the gates of the library, where the queen was said to reside. After entering the library... The Tarnished came face to face with Queen Renala of the Full Moon. The Tarnished soon find themselves in a test of strength and wit, for the battle against Renala is a challenge like no other. The first phase of the battle takes place within the halls of the Academy's library, where Renala displays her mastery of magic and tests the limits of the Tarnished. Yet this is but a mere shadow of the true power that awaits them— For before the onset of the second phase renala speaks an ominous warning upon my name as rani the witch mother's rich slumber shall not be interrupted by thee the tarnished was not fighting renala herself but rather a projection created by her daughter rani to protect her weakened mother despite the fierce resistance they faced the tarnished ultimately proved themselves to be the victors of the battle however Renela remained unharmed and alive, giving the Tarnished a clue on what they would later come to learn from her daughter Rani. After leaving the academy and venturing further to the north, the Tarnished found the giant Eiji, the blacksmith of great renown. He shares tales of the Carrion royal family, and offers a warning to those who dare venture towards the Carrion manor. He recounts the story of the Carrions, and their defiance of the Knights of the Cuckoo, and how they summoned a powerful enchanted snare that still rains down upon any who draw too close to the manor in the form of magical arrows. To reach the entrance of Korea's manor, the tarnished must tread carefully through the barrage of arrows. The manor is but a ruin of its former self, yet is still home to powerful magical weapons for those who know where to look. The tarnished was met with a projection of the royal knight Loretta, a formidable opponent despite being a mere projection guarding the entrance to the Three Sisters region, where the Snow Witch Rani, daughter of Renala resides. After visiting Rani, she confesses to the Tarnished her involvement in the Night of the Black Knives and extends an invitation to join her in overthrowing the Golden Order which the Tarnished accepts. The Tarnished would later come to learn that the Night of the Black Knives was a fateful event that marked the beginning of the conflict known as the Shattering. It was the night on which Godwin the Golden, son of Queen Marika the Eternal, was cruelly assassinated. Though the conspirators behind the deed remained shrouded in mystery, it was in truth masterminded by the lunar princess Rani, who sought to break free from the shackles of the Two Fingers. Rani, yearning to escape her fate as a mere pawn, stole a fragment of the Rune of Death from Maliketh, its guardian. With this stolen power she imbued the weapons of the Numen assassins, women who were loyal to Queen Marika, with the ability to bring about destined death. In her desire to abandon her Empyrean form and preserve her spirit, Rani was aware that another soul must also be lost. Whether she foresaw the targeting of Godwin, the golden remains unknown. On that fateful night, Rani also gifted her brother Praetor Ricard with the blasphemous claw, a stone engraved with traces of the rune of death. She hoped that in dire need Ricard would be able to challenge Maliketh. The Newman assassins descended upon Leindel, the royal capital, and struck down Godwin the Golden, marking his flesh with the curse mark of death. It was intended that this mark form a circle, but as Rani passed away in the same moment as Godwin, the mark was split into two half-wheels. Only Godwin's soul perished, while Rani became the first demigod to die a physical death. In the aftermath of the assassination, the Black Knives fled the city. Tice, daughter of Electo, the ringleader of the Black Knives, died defending her mother during the escape. Godwin's body was interred in the roots of the Erd Tree, where it mutated and deformed into the being known as the Prince of Death. The traces of the Rune of Death used to slay him spread throughout the roots that spanned the lands between, taking the form of Death Root, the source of those who live in death. Rani's Empyrean form perished with the carving of the curse mark, but her soul found refuge within a doll modelled after her mentor. She remained in hiding following the Night of Black Knives, and it is not known if news of her death reached far and wide. The shattering, the Great War, was triggered by Queen Marika in the aftermath of the Night of Black Knives, as she shattered the Elden Ring. In the aftermath of the war, a tarnished named Fear, the deathbed companion, encountered the soulless body of Godwin. Fear sought the two half-wheels of the curse mark, hoping to reunite them and create a mending rune that would bring those who live in death into the Elden Ring. During this time, another tarnished Rogier began to study the Knight of Black Knives, leading him to cross paths with Fear. With the second great rune in hand, the Tarnished return to the round-table hold, where they are greeted by the two fingers, and Enia, the finger-reader. These towering figures serve the greater will, yet the Tarnished may question their rotted appearance and the wisdom they convey. Additionally, Sir Gideon Offnir is eager to hear of their journey, and offers them more information about the demigods they are hunting. However, not everyone in the round-table hold is as forthcoming with information, and the tarnished must keep their wits about them and pay attention, for others may have motives they are not yet aware of. To reach the Altus Plateau, the tarnished may be required to first brave the dangers of Caelid, where a piece of the medallion necessary to operate the grand lift of Dectus was rumoured to be hidden. Caelid was a place of pestilence its rolling hills and sprawling vistas racked by the scarlet rot, a disease that crept and crawled, infecting all living things in its path. It was a region of putrefying death, where creatures twisted and corrupted by the sickness roamed freely, and where a fetid swamp pooled in the low-lying lands, emitting a foul, sickening miasma— in this treacherous landscape, the tarnished encountered Radan, one of the demigod children born of Radagon and Renala, who had claimed the eastern coast of Calid as his own. The destruction of Calid and the spread of the scarlet rot, was the result of a momentous turning point in the shattering, the end of the great wars between the demigod children and the beginning of their retreat to their respective lands and strongholds, it was a conflict that had raged between two of the greatest warriors among the demigod children, Radan and Melania. In their battle, Kalid was sundered and the disease was unleashed. When the Tarnished first set foot in Kalid, they found a land of ruins, its once proud vistas now shattered and burning, as soldiers faithful to Radan sought to push back the rot with fire and blade. Radan, son of Radagon and Renala, a demigod in his own right, a mighty warrior and a master of gravity magic. He was a giant of a man, with a heart as big as his size, and he became known as the Star Scourge, a title earned through his mastery of the stars and his ability to prevent celestial bodies from falling to the earth. Radan's mastery of gravity magic was learned at the Celia School of Sorcery, where he studied under the wise Alabaster Lords. These beings said to have been born from a meteor that struck the lands between in ancient times imparted their knowledge and wisdom to Radan, granting him insight into the dangers that lay beyond the veil of the world as the conflict of the shattering reached its peak radhan stood face to face with his half-sister the goddess melania she was the daughter of radagon and marika and had marched south from her stronghold in the north with a horde of followers the two demigods, both masters of battle, clashed with a ferocity that shook the very foundations of the world. Though evenly matched in strength and skill, Millennia made the fateful decision to unleash the scarlet rot within her, infecting Radan and the whole of Kalid. Driven mad by the corruption of the scarlet rot, Radhan was no longer the noble warrior he once was. The land of Kalid was destroyed." and Millenia herself barely escaped with her life, carried from the ruins of the land by one of her clean-wrought knights to the Halig tree. The journey was a perilous one, and the means by which the knight managed to carry the weight of the goddess remains a mystery to this day. The once great warrior, Radan, son of Radagon and Renela, and a demigod himself, after his defeat at the hands of the goddess Melenia, never returned to the castle, but instead was doomed to wander in the wailing dunes the curse of the scarlet rot slowly consumed him, driving him mad and transforming him into a beast-like creature that feasted on the bodies of fallen soldiers. Despite this, the remnants of Redmin Castle, home of Radan, had turned the execution of the once great warrior into a tournament, the Radan Festival, a game in which the bravest of warriors could prove their strength and skill by attempting to slay him. The festival, though not a celebration of Radan, still offered a reward for the Tarnished who could defeat him, the third great rune, and for the soldiers of Redmane it was the chance to release their lord from his torment. For the Tarnished who would partake in the festival, they would journey to the Wailing Dunes and face the once great warrior. The Tarnished could call upon other warriors to join them in battle. Although the madness had consumed Radan, he had not lost any of his strength or skill, and he proved a formidable opponent to most who dared to face him. In the end, the Tarnished would finally defeat Radan and put an end to his suffering. The other warriors would offer their congratulations and talk of their next steps. With the death of the Star Scourge, the stars would begin to move again, and meteors would start to fall, causing holes to appear in Limgrave and opening new pathways to hidden locales. The death of Radan meant a new beginning, and the Tarnished could continue to advance in their quests, following the path set forth by Rani.